unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Guess what time it is? It is 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time because you're at your place for the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And I got to say something about that. Just kicking the show off. Thank you guys for being here, whether you're watching live or on the replay. It's a show. It's a solo show tonight. So it's just me and you in this conversation. So most of all, I would love for you guys to engage with me tonight. Ask me questions, offer some engagement as we we're talking about this. But uh, as part of my tagline, I talk about the self-help fluffy bullshit and transparency note. Um, I created that a number of years back when I really wanted to identify myself as somebody who really just got to the core and the root of problems and the root of issues. So I said, you know, without the self-help fluffy bullshit, because at that moment, I thought there was a lot of people out in the space who are doing the woo-woo stuff, like, you know, sit Indian style and, and, and connect to source and meditate and all this other stuff. And quite honestly, back in those days, I was all about success. I was all about the formula for success. You know, here's what you do to increase your, your relationship uh, uh, quotient. Here's what you do to create a more unstoppable mindset. Everything else was, was all about, you know, the facts and the data and whatever else supports you becoming kick-ass. And I really didn't uh, include the self-help fluffy bullshit because I thought it was bullshit. But the truth be told, uh, over the course of the last couple of years, especially five years, that self-help fluffy bullshit is actually very, very crucial and critical to our success. So uh, not that I'm going to change my tagline anytime soon because people dig it and it's kind of catchy, but uh, I just want to let you know that you, yours truly is uh, is always looking to expand my horizons, expand what it is that I do that I bring to the world um, because I'm on a constant growth uh, cycle as well. So thank you guys for being here. We got Kelly in the house. What's up, Kelly? Thank you so much for being here. Kelly Riley. Ah, is that the Kelly Riley? Is that the Kelly Riley? What's up, Anna Kelly? Thank you so much for being here and spending your time with us here on the Raw and Scripted Show tonight. Um, this is going to be a fun show. We're going to be talking about mindset mastery uh, here in the early stages of the year where a lot of people tend to think they're going to have mindset mastery uh, starting January 1st, but then about January 20th, they realize that they don't have mindset mastery. So thank you for being here. We got my little sister here, Lynn Serrano. She's like, woohoo, what's up? Uh, she says, hello, little brother. We got my other sister, Katie. What's up, Katie? Good to see you. Thank you. Congratulations on your first year out there in Michigan. How is the, how's it been out there? Uh, I thank you. Appreciate you for, uh, for checking in on the show. Hope you guys are doing awesome. And Lynn's throwing me the, Lynn's throwing me a love the topic. Love the topic. You love the topic. And so does my brother, John Brokus. What's up, John? He says, yo, yo, my brother, Jock. Yes, Jock is eager for me to talk about this discussion tonight. And I thought about approaching this in a couple of different aspects. We got my other brother here, Christopher's in the house. He says, hola. What's up, Chris? Thank you for being here, spending your time with us. Um, again, just uh, in case you're just joining us right now, this conversation tonight, I want it to be a conversation between you and I, because I can get up here in front of the microphone on stage, whatever you want to call it. And I can speak to my heart's desire about mindset mastery. It's what I coach on. But ultimately, I want to know from you guys, what are some of the obstacles and the challenges and the struggles that you have personally with mindset mastery? Because what I could do is I can offer you real-time feedback and that's the best bang for both of our bucks. So uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for taking that into consideration. We got Margaret. What's up, Margaret? Says, hi, Chris. Thank you, Margaret, for being here. Uh, I know you're going to appreciate this conversation as well. And Darlene, she's checking in. She says, right on time, calling in from Florida. Thank you, Darlene, for spending your time with us. Uh, Misfits for life, Darlene. Uh, and uh, yes, so let's just, let's, just get, let's just jump right into this. And this is what I want to preface tonight's conversation about. Mindset mastery can really mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And when I explain that, when I take in coaching clients and we talk about the ability to have mindset mastery, um, I walk them through a process. So what I want to do uh, for you is I want to walk you through this process here real quick. Well, not real quick, but I want to take a little bit of time on it, but it's not, I want to get too overwhelmed in it, but I want to walk you through kind of what I do in terms of my coaching and what path I want to lead my clients on to develop that mindset mastery, to divide, to, to really truly develop a truly kick-ass life. Um, Kelly says here, I, uh, I, I constantly get stuck in my own mind. How do I stop that? 
Ooh, that's a great question, Kelly. We're definitely going to be talking about that. So stick with me on that. But here, what I want to do, I want to share my screen. I didn't think I was going to do this, but I want to give you guys a visual representation of really what encapsulates the no excuses coaching for at least me. I think I may have shared this once or twice before. It's generally something I don't share publicly, but I want to give you guys my misfits for life, uh, kind of a pictorial of how I approach personal development, personal success, personal growth. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get uh, jump right into that. And this might help you, Kelly. So uh, bear with me for a second because I did not know I was going to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do this because this is raw and scripted, baby. Um, so here's what I'm going to share. This is what we call, uh, it's flickering. I wonder why it's flickering. Is it flickering? on? Do you guys see it flickering or is it just on me? Is it flickering? But anyways, uh, let me know in the comments if you see it flickering on your screen because it's flickering on mine. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's all good. So here we are. So this is called this middle spot right here is I call the sweet spot. This is the kick-ass guide to life. This is what I teach. I teach the guide to having a kick-ass life. And within this, within this area, the three major components of what it is that we need to have uh, in this process. Let me see if I can do this a little bit here so you can kind of see me as well. Uh, we need to know our purpose. And we need to have mindset mastery, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. And we need to have a no excuses mindset. So these three core components are really critical to having this kick-ass life. And this is something that I teach on. So when you think about this, when you dovetail out of this situation, right? And you think about mindset mastery, purpose, and no excuses. One of the first things that your attention is probably drawn to is commitment. And here's what I want you guys to think about, whether you're watching this live or on the replay, think about which one of these areas sticks for you or things that you might have a challenge with. And then feel free to ask me questions because this is definitely what I want for you guys to walk away with. I want you guys to walk away with tangible action items that you can begin using in your own journey as well. And if there's something I could do to help you with that, please reach out. But think about commitment, right? When you have commitment, when you have all this different mindset, mastery, purpose, and no excuses life, when you have commitment, then you have results. Then you have passion because when you see the results, then you have the passion. And then from that passion and from the results, you get fulfillment, right? So when you think about if your commitment is not there, if you don't have that mindset mastery to have commitment, then you're not going to be seeing the results. You're not going to have the passion and therefore you're not going to have the fulfillment. And that's what happens. People get stuck in this vicious cycle because they think they need to do something. I have to do this. I have to do this. We're going to talk about the perspectives that we have about the goal setting here in just a few minutes, but um, I really want you to take this into consideration. So we have commitment. Like I'm really, truly committed to making this world a better place for who I am and what I do. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm so committed that I set the intention before my eyes even open that this is what type of day I'm going to have. And God's honest truth that says this, my intention today is to use my words and my actions to make the world a better place for who I am and what I do. So I set that intention every single day. So I have the results, the results fuel my passion. Then I have the fulfillment. Much in the same way, when you think about the accountability aspect of having a kick-ass life, when you think about the accountability aspect, like you're saying, Kelly, for, for, for getting out of our own mind sometimes when it's not serving our best interests, when you think about that accountability, I know that I'm pretty accountable to myself, but I know that that's one of the areas that I have a weakness. And so I reach out to my mentors. I have people holding me accountable. Every once in a while, I get my own coach as well. When I have accountability, I have certainty. So when I have certainty, I have, I have a feeling of significance. And when I have that, I know that I am leading to my legacy. I know that every single day and the actions that I'm taking are fulfilling that legacy. So when I know that, when I know my legacy is being fulfilled, then I know that that accountability is there because whether the work is hard or challenging or whatever it is, it's always going to be worth it because the ultimate value that I'm getting out of this is I'm getting the significance of knowing that I'm certain in the fact that I'm going to be leaving a legacy that I'm going to be proud of. And if you guys have been following me for any, any short amount of time, even that, that much, um, you guys know, I have a five-year-old son and my mission is to make this world a better place for our kids and our kids' kids, right? So all of us adults need to get the fuck out of our own way, stop pussyfooting around with our lives and actually get serious about what it is that we want to accomplish and start taking those actions immediately. And that's the reason why I'm really kind of going in the nuts and bolts to share with you what it is that I do so that you can get some really some, some uh, big perspective out of this. So when you think about your accountability, if you don't have accountability in your life, you don't have certainty. And if you don't have certainty driving you, if you don't feel like you're actually getting there, your feeling of significance, and then obviously the feeling of the legacy that you're going to fulfill isn't going to be that inspiring, right? So what do we do when things aren't inspiring? What do we do when we want to deal with things? We run to our short-term gratifications, booze, sex, shopping, movies, sports, whatever it is for you. We go running to those things. Why? Because then we get an endorphin release. We get serotonin, however you want to call it. We get a chemical release that says, oh, I feel good now. I'm doing something that makes me feel good. I'm distracting myself from the attention that I should be paying to my goals and having that accountability. 
So accountability is super important. We're going to be talking about that tonight as part of discipline. And so the last component of all this is really taking responsibility, taking responsibility for our actions, taking responsibility to make sure that, that we're accountable to ourselves and we're, we're, we're maintaining that commitment level. So within responsibility, we have a responsibility to really identify where our attitude and where our mindset is. And this is a lot of what I deal with is people who are still stuck in the victim mindset. They're still, oh, well, Chris, you don't understand. This happened to me and this happened to me and da, 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 and all these different excuses that play into the fact why they're playing it safe. They're playing it mediocre. My wish for you guys, my, my, my mission in life for you guys is to never play it mediocre, never to settle because Maureen Dowd said, as soon as you settle for less than you deserve, you get less than you settle for. So when you think about that, you have to identify and take a victim uh, or victor stand standpoint. You know, you guys know my story. I've been to hell and back. I wouldn't want to go back and repeat any of the shit that I went through, but I stand proud. I stand tall as a victor. My buddy, Walt, I'm not sure if he's on here. I haven't checked the, uh, the, the comments yet. My buddy, Walt, you know, he's, he's got his book coming out, um, monsters in my house and talking about that. He could have easily been a victim and said, Oh, it was because of these things and those things. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm held back. That's why I'm not really truly living my full authentic life, but he's accepted. He's risen. He's like, I'm a victor, man. I have been through that stuff and I'm here to teach other people how to go through that stuff too. So he owns that he's taking responsibility for his life. He's taking responsibilities for his perspective to make sure that his perspective is working for him and not against him. Because when you have that victim mindset and you hang around those victim pleasers who say, Oh, it's okay, Chris, it's okay. You were abused as a child. It's okay that you No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You need people in your life who are going to call you out on that stuff and make sure that you're standing proud and standing tall in your victor status. And to be able to do that, you have to have discipline. And in order to have discipline, you have to have integrity. Because when you think about it, think about something you've accomplished in your life that you're super proud of. What were the components in play for you to be successful? Think about that for a second. Think about a think about a, a, a situation in your life where you look back and like, man, I did a I did the monster run, or I did a mutter run, or I did a ten k, or I did something like that. Think about the components that went into the fact that you were successful in doing that. You got to remember, you were a victor. You showed up ready to go. You had discipline because you did your training. You ate right. You did whatever it is that you needed to do. You took a risk. You you, you went past your fear, and ultimately you had integrity. Right. When you think about integrity, I, I think about it in terms more of congruency. And the fact that when you have integrity and you take responsibility and you're proud of the stuff that you're, that you're going through and you're growing through, think about how this all ties together to have that kick-ass life. Think about the, how that, how that all ties together. And there's something else I want to show you too, that dovetails on this as well. I wasn't going to do this, but uh, bear with me for a second. I really want to give you visual people out here, um, some, uh, something to, to look at. So I want to, let's see, show you. Um, hang with me, bear with me for just a second. Um, let's see, is this it? Yes. So this is it. Um, so let's see where we're at. Um, so right here. So this is something I created a long time ago when I was really looking at the conditioning process that we go through from the ages of zero to five. I've talked about this on the show. It's paramount. When you think about what happens, we think about the conditioning process that we go to. Our conditioning process has led to our beliefs. So when you think about the different situations and the caretakers that you had in your life, the parents, the teachers, the, 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 the grandparents, the friends and everything else, the societal pressures from your peers, think about that conditioning, that conditioning created your belief. So like for me, I was, I had the belief that I was stupid. I had the belief that I was supposed to be seen and not heard. I had a very poor belief about myself. I had very poor self-confidence. So in that my beliefs predicated my attitudes. So when I walked to school, when I was at school, I didn't have that confidence. I didn't have that, that belief and that attitude that I was, that I was smart enough to answer the questions. So I stayed quiet. I stayed and I played it safe. So my attitude really was like it was at home. As long as I can keep my mom happy, then I'm safe. And then I could just go stay under the radar. Well, our attitudes predict our feelings. So if I have a feeling that like I'm not worthy, if I have a feeling that I'm not good enough, if I have a feeling that it's better for me to be quiet, guess what? That's going to lead to my actions. So this alone, just in this conversation tonight, thinking about what it takes to have mindset mastery, this is the stuff, this becomes a self-fulfilling, this becomes a vicious cycle in our life, because we're going to go back and we're going to sit there and think about, okay, why do I keep doing these things? So if you're thinking about why you keep doing a particular action, ask yourself, what is your feeling about that? And just peel the onion backwards and go, okay, what is my attitude towards that? Well, my attitude's kind of negative because I grew up in a negative environment. And that's all I know. And that's kind of like just the way I am. That bullshit excuse does not land well with me. That's just the way I am, Chris. I'm not a, I'm not a morning person, Chris. Yeah, fuck you. No, um, that's bullshit. You are a morning person. You just don't have the right attitude right of it because you don't have the right belief. You know, the right belief. And it goes back to that conditioning process. So what we have to do 
And I'm not a therapist, psychologist, or any trained professional in that respect. But what we do is we get to go back into your past and we get to reframe the perspective you have of your past. And if it's a victim perspective, then we need to shift that. We need to find examples, proven examples in your, I'm going to move this before I tip it over. Um, we need to find proven examples in your life where you were not a victim, where you stood tall. And we need to reshape that because that was then, and this is now, and this is one of the things that I really want to get get through to you guys is no matter where you're at in your journey, no matter how old you are, there is always time and opportunity for you to reshape your beliefs and your attitudes and your feelings and your actions, because that's what happens. That's, that's when you turn things around. It is amazing how, what kind of confidence you can get from that. So I wanted to give you those, those visual visuals, um, just to let you know the basis of where it is that I'm coming from, uh, to be able to talk to you tonight about some of this stuff. And uh, thank you, Ellie, for being here. Ellie's in the house. We got Ray in the house. Lynn says here, uh, preach it. Uh, Lynn says, love this layout. Uh, my LinkedIn user says, yes, it's flickering, but I don't think it's flickering anymore. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Jock says here, wow. I'm not sure what that word is, Jock, but uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So in Kelly, when going back to your question, you know, I constantly get stuck in my own mind. How do I stop that? Really, that's about going back there and just saying, what is my belief? What is my attitude? Um, and changing that around. And that's what I'm really, really great at is being able to shift that belief about because you are, you guys are all unstoppable. You guys are all, you guys all have the confidence and everything else within inside of you to be able to achieve whatever it is that you truly want to achieve. It's just a matter of shifting that perspective. And then some of the things I'm going to talk about tonight um, are components of what it is that I teach overall in my coaching program and what I will be teaching in a masterclass coming up very shortly called the six steps to uh, mindset mastery mastery. Um, so yes, yes, yes. And again, your questions are most certainly welcome. So when I think about, you know, the first part of mindset mastery and thinking about, you know, what I was just talking about the past, we have to get to a, to a, to a position in our life where we can let, where we can let go, where we can surrender and really examine what beliefs, what, what values do I have that are no longer working for me? Right. And you think about, you know, learned helplessness. This is something that that's very critical. You, you guys may have seen the, the meme before you take a baby elephant and you tie him to a plastic chair. And at, the, at when they're young, they're, they're not able to, well, he can move a plastic chair, but when, when they're young, they feel like they can't move it or they can't move it. So they learn that they cannot move it even when they get older and they know they can move it. So when you think about your limiting beliefs, you know, we have to examine those, those situations. So if you say, Oh, I always suck at that, or, or I've never been good at that, or, you know, that doesn't run in my family or whatever excuse you want to put in there, you have to reshape that belief. And you have to sit there and say, where does this limiting belief come from? Well, I wasn't very good in school. Well, maybe you didn't have the right teachers in school. Maybe you didn't have the most effective parents in, in your, in your, in your growing up years. Maybe you've surrounded yourself with the wrong kind of people. So it's important to take a step back and say, what are my beliefs? What are my beliefs about myself? And one of the greatest questions you can ask yourself to really start that conversation is, do I love myself? Yes or no. And that's something that I learned from watching people over the last couple of years, doing complimentary coaching calls with people on zoom. Cause I started recognizing a pattern that it didn't seem like people really truly believed in themselves. And it was a matter of worthiness. Like there was like picking apart, you know, getting down to the root cause of what the situation their belief was. I found out that their root belief was that they didn't feel like they were worthy. And I'm like, where does that come from? And like, well, you know, I did this when I was younger and you know, my, my parents were strict like this and da da da. And, and you know, we had to work before we got our reward and all this other stuff. So there was that sub component of their belief system that was not working for them because they thought they were unworthy. So once they started shifting that to be worthy, then their mindset about their limiting beliefs started to shift as well. And what you have to do is you just have to make a concrete decision to sit there and say, listen, whatever has not worked for me in the past effective immediately, I am choosing to discard that from my life now. And that could be people playing places or things that have not been conducive to you having positive beliefs about yourself. And I know for me, when I got my own coach and when I got into masterminds and started investing in my growth, aside from the other stuff that I was doing, I was able to take the belief from other people and incorporate that in my life. And that's why I'm sitting here today. You guys know I'm writing the book right now about the journey from my mother and myself. And in there, um, you know, I really had to take a long, hard look at my life and some of the belief systems that I, that I, that I created, um, and the limiting beliefs that I created based on the input from my mother. And once I took a step back and said, you know, was she the most healthiest person in the world? Was she, was she the best person that could have been a parent? Could I go back and re-examine some of those belief systems that she put into me? Cause she didn't really understand what it is that she thought she was doing. We've all grown up with parents who thought, well, I'm going to, uh, you know, tough love. I'm going to teach them tough love. And, you know, with every best intention, they wanted to help us, but they actually wound up hurting us in our belief systems later on in life. So we have to go back there and really identify and really revisit that. And we have to understand 
our, our expectations. You know, when you think about releasing and surrendering what is not working for you, part of that component goes into what was read in what was written in this book, The Five Regrets of the Dying. Um, you guys know I talk about this all the time. I wanted to bring this to you as a visual because in this book, it talks about the regrets of the dying and how people didn't live the life they wanted to live. They lived the life they thought they were supposed to live. They live things from an egoic standpoint. So one of the most important facets of having mindset mastery is not coming at it from a place of ego. You have to have, you have to come from a place of true, authentic, genuine, genuineness to really be able to identify what stuff you're putting up with. That's part of your ego. Oh, I need to satisfy these people. Oh, I want to impress these people. Who gives a fuck about what anybody thinks except for yourself? That's what I want to get home to you tonight. The fears about judgment and all other stuff, which are going to talk about all that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what's the most important aspect of life is when you wake up and you're excited about the day you get to live. You're excited about the choices and the opportunities that you have. And at the end of the day, you can lay your head on your pillow and say, did I make one step further? Did I get closer to my progress? Did I, did I live congruently? Did I, did I let go of some of the limiting beliefs and the things that I, that I, that I thought were important to me before they were holding me back? Yes. And then you just continue on that path because listen, guys, either way, the time is going to go by. So why not be super intentional about healing some of the past traumas that you've had going on in your life and be able to say, listen, I choose to reset my life effective immediately. Everything that I've been through before is setting me up right now. I choose that it has set me up right now that moving forward, I'm going to take control and responsibility to have that kick-ass life, that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to live congruently. And one of those things that you can really do is, you know, when you're thinking about all the different behaviors and the things that are going on in your life, this is a powerful exercise. Write down everything that you're tolerating, right? You know, sometimes we could sit there and bitch, piss, and moan. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about as well is sometimes we don't know what we want, but we know what we don't want. But one of the exercises I want you guys to think about doing is a tolerations list. Tolerate everything that you're tolerating from yourself. That's one heading. Everything you're tolerating from somebody else, that's another heading. And then the third heading is everything you're tolerating from inanimate, inanimate objects. So the door sticks, the car doesn't start right away. The washing machine is fucked up and you have to shake it. All those different things, what you're tolerating from other people, what you're tolerating from yourself and what you're tolerating from those inanimate objects, really give it some thought. When I have my coaching clients do this, and invariably the first week they come back with 10 or 15 things. And they're like, oh, wow, Chris, look at, I, I found these things. I didn't realize I had so many. And I'm like, really? Mm, no. And I could tell you this 99.9% .9 of the time, everybody comes back with about 25 to 75% more of what they're tolerating. They were embarrassed. I found out people were embarrassed to admit how much, even to themselves, how much shit they were tolerating. Is that you? Are you tolerating so much shit that you aren't even aware of it? So when you put that down on paper, guess what? That becomes fact. When it's up in here, oh, I think I'm tolerating a little bit. But when you sit down and you put it to paper, you're telling the universe, you're telling yourself, hey, I'm serious about it this time. I'm serious about really identifying the true nature of where it is that I need to grow and what I need to learn from. So you put those tolerations down. Holy crap. Every time my coaching clients are like, wow. And even I, I give this exercise to everybody and they'll come back like, wow, Chris, that was powerful. Because when you look at the enormity of that list, think about how much that takes away from your clarity. You know, that's the big thing is thinking about when, if you want to have a kick-ass life, if you want to have mindset mastery, you have to have clarity, which we're going to talk about here in a second. So thinking about that, and then you can, you can attack the tolerations list in one of two ways. You can go after the big frog first, as Brian Tracy talks about, sit there and say, okay, you know, if I picked off two of the big ones off here, what, what space would that open up for me? What opportunities would that open up for me? How much more self-love and confidence would I have if I was no longer tolerating these two big things? Right. And some people want to go for that. They want to tolerate, they, they want to get rid of the big things by all means. Because when you think about the question, and I love questions, by by which toleration, by, let me think about this. By removing which toleration, which will gain me the most massive amount of growth in doing so. So when you think about that, that's one way of approaching it. I usually, in, in those beginning phases of people like recognizing their tolerations, I ask them, if you didn't have a third of those, how would you feel? How much more space, how much more energy, how much more clarity, how much more self-love would you have if you didn't, if you didn't have to tolerate those things? And they always like, oh my God, you, I, I can't, but Chris, you know, if, if I wasn't around, the, the laundry wouldn't get done. Sandwiches wouldn't get made. You know, I have to do all these things. Otherwise it'll never get done. Okay. So if you die tomorrow, who's going to do the sandwiches? Who's going to do the laundry? Uh, who's going to do all that other shit that you're doing? The reason why you're doing it is because you're doing it because you haven't put your foot down to say, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. 
You have to get strong, ladies and gentlemen. You have to develop a set of balls to be able to say, listen, you guys, my life is just as important as your life, if not even just a little bit more, because if I'm happy and I'm taking care of you guys, guess how much more effective I will be when I am truly full in my cup of who I want to be and have that mindset mastery for myself to where I wake up every day excited instead of waking up every day wondering if it's Friday, wonder if it's my vacation so I can run away from my life for a week and then go back to it and try to figure it the fuck out and play the someday game again, which a lot of people are doing. They play the someday game. Oh, someday when this happens and that happens, then I'll be able to do this. You know, when you sit there and you write out what you're tolerating and especially with the limiting excuses, um, just think about that. Just think about how much more effective you would be. Just think about all the more, all the, all the questions and all the situations you would put yourself in if you didn't have the fear of those limiting beliefs. So massively important. I want to catch some comments here to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm staying up, uh, staying up with you guys, but thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys. Um, Andrew says here, uh, a in the now person, a in the now person. Um, I'm not sure how that, how that, how that, how that coordinates to everything I've been saying, but, uh, thank you, Andrew, for being here. Uh, perhaps you can give me a little bit of a, of a, of a setting that where that applies to, uh, Lynn says, or Ray and Lynn are having a little, uh, conversation right here. Jacqueline says, I choose every day to be a victor. I hold myself accountable. I condition myself to be the best person I can be. My attitude is everything. And I hold steadfast to my beliefs. Yes, yes, yes. And that's, that's so, so super important. So when you think about, you know, having clarity, that is, I mean, when you think about surrendering and you think about letting go of the, of the things that aren't working for you, and most importantly, the people that aren't working for you, I mean, this is a tough subject and I want to get real with you guys. There have been many relationships in my life. And I can say many that I've had to wish those people well, because they were stuck in a state of victimhood. They were stuck in a state of complacency. And guess what? They did not want for me. Guess what they did not want for me? They did not want me to grow and expand. They wanted me to stay safe and the same as them because if I started to break out of my 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 box if you will, guess what it reminded them of? The fact that they weren't doing that as well. So a lot of times people, your friends will tell you, "Oh, that's a stupid idea, Chris, to go become a speaker. Who are you to become a speaker? Who are you to go coach people? Who are you to go start a podcast?" I'm me. I have something to say. Click bye. And, and wish those people well, because they're going to stay stagnant on their journey. And that's not anything to be mean or anything else by, but when you think about, you know, one of the books I want to reference tonight, seven habits of highly effective people, Stephen Covey, uh, a couple of great things he talks about in this book. But one of the things he talks about the most is who are your five, who are the five people that you're around the most? And when you think about, you know, having to surrender and let go as part of having mindset mastery, um, you know, just think about that. Who are your five? Who is your team? You know, who is it that you trust? Who is it that empowers you? Who is it that holds you accountable? And who is it that mentors you? And they cannot be the same person. And when I ask that question of people, 98% of the time, it's either one person or they don't have anybody in those positions. They're doing it by themselves. And then my next question is, how is that working out for you? Yes, coaching is expensive. Yes, it is an investment. But guess what? If you don't want to have to wait for the results, if you don't want to have to hope, wish, and pray that someday it changes, you need to have somebody that you're professionally invested with to help guide you through these processes, to give you that confidence, and to give you that belief. I wouldn't be sitting here today if I had not been around Bill White back when I was 17 years old, coming out of being homeless for four years, two suicides attempts, smoking, drinking, um, stealing, doing all sorts of shit. I had to take his belief in me that I could go back to school and get my GED. I had to take his belief in me that I could go to college before I even had it for myself. But guess what? If I had only listened to my friends, my homies, they're like, Chris, you're going to go back to school. That's stupid. What the fuck, man? Da, da, da. Just stay here and party. Have another beer. And I'm like, no, this guy, this guy thinks I could go back to school. And for those of you guys who don't know, I dropped out in the seventh grade. 13 years old, seventh grade, halfway through, had to drop out because we became homeless. And here I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, Oh, dude, you don't know me. I'm stupid. And that's what I really thought. I was like, I, I, I got to be careful not to let anybody know how stupid I am because that's all I heard when I was growing up. I did pretty decent in school. I was okay. Probably a C student, but I had to take his belief. So when you think about letting go and surrendering of, of all that old stuff, you got to get around the right people. It talks, I mean, Steven talks about it right here. We're going to reference something else he talks about here as well. So, um, so think about that. Another aspect that I've found that's really helpful for some of my clients lately is a forgiveness list. It's like sometimes we feel guilty, we feel shame, we let ourselves be held back because we don't feel like we're worthy because we did something um, that we haven't forgiven ourselves for, or we haven't forgiven other people for. Um, I've had, I've been wronged, I've been backstabbed, I've been all sorts of things by all sorts of different people, um, and I won't go into any other detail because it's really not that important. But the point of that is, is I've had to be able to sit there and think about who do I still hold animosity against? Who do I still hold anger against? Who am I still frustrated with? 
Because as my buddy Jock will tell me, divine law, if you're sitting there holding anger and resentment against somebody else for something, that's unprocessed emotions. That's stuff that's going to be weighing in the back of your mind as you're trying to have that mindset mastery. So the point of it is to release and surrender what has not been working for you so you can have a great foundation moving forward. It's all about that laying that foundation. So maybe take a list of the people that you need to forgive, including yourself. And if there's something you need to forgive yourself for, write that down and ask yourself, hey, what did I learn from that experience? Yes, I did something wrong. Yes, I hurt people. Yes, I didn't mean to do that. But what have I learned from that experience? And how have I applied that learning since then? Because when we think about it, when, when I ask you the question, think about this, when have you learned the most? When things were easy or when things were challenging? Of course, when things were challenging. Now, let me ask you this question. When you look back on your life, the things that were challenging that you went through, the things that you learned, did you apply those in other situations of your life that helped you get through those situations better? Of course. So when you think about that, the challenges and the, and the things that sometimes we're avoiding because we don't want to deal with them because we're afraid of what the outcome might be is just exactly the thing that we need to go towards. Because once we release that, your, your sense of confidence, your sense of self-love goes up uh, 10,000 fold. It's amazing because I've, I've done things in my past that I am not proud of. Um, and when I went back and I actually seriously thought about this, you know, probably three or four years ago, I gave myself, I apologized to myself. I gave myself forgiveness as well. You know, I gave my mom forgiveness in, in the things that she said and did to me. I gave forgiveness for, to a lot of other people who tried to hold me down or had different opinions on me. They were just coming from a place where they were coming from based on their conditioning, based on their beliefs. Like I was showing you before that, that created their actions. Again, they're just screwed up. And I, per, I personally believe this a lot from a lot of people now. I look at every adult as still little boys and little girls, still trapped in an adult body, trying to figure out what it is that I'm talking about tonight. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to release. I want you to go back to being that kid. I want you to go back to being curious. I want you to go back to being adventurous. I want you to go back to not having fear. I want you to go back to having the belief that whatever it is that you dream about most will happen. Because when you think about it, when we were kids, we dreamt of everything. We could visualize, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to... Yet, what happened? The caretakers and the people who were supposed to guide us fucked us up by telling us, oh, stop dreaming, get your head out of the clouds, be realistic, you should do this, play it safe, go to school, get a job, have a house, have a family. And then one day you get to retire, which is a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. We're sold a bill of goods that one day we're going to get to a place where we can, we can rest. Life is not about that. Life is a continuous uh, opportunity for growth and expansion and learning. And now we have no excuses. I'm the no excuses coach. Anything you need to learn or know is right here. So don't fucking tell me you don't know how to cook healthy. I had somebody tell me that last year, a prospective coaching client. I wound up turning them down because that was one of their experiences. Like, Chris, I don't even know how to cook healthy. Where am I? You know, what am I supposed to do? That's why I go to fast food. I'm like, you're full of shit. I said, you can cook healthy. I said, you can order fresh meals. You can do whatever it is that you want. You just don't want to do it. You're using it as an excuse and that's why you're stuck. And through that conversation, I realized that they were more, they were more, uh, uh, um, they were more inclined to stick with their excuses than they were really to move forward. I, and then from what I gained out of the conversation, they wanted to tell people that they were getting a coach, but they really didn't want to change because they really didn't think there was much wrong with them. They're like, oh, people keep telling me to do this. So um, yes, 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 yes. I want to capture with some of these comments. Uh, la, 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 la. Let's see where we at, where we at. Um, Jock says, now this is a masterclass. Thank you, Jock. I appreciate that. I'm just going with the flow right now. There's so many different places I could go with. Um, the masterclass, of course, would be a lot more structured. Uh, Lynn says here, uh, stop that stinking thinking and start shifting. Absolutely. Uh, Lynn says, yes, it, it starts with your belief system. And I repeat these uh, just for you guys' benefit for the podcast. This is actually an audio podcast as well. So if you're not subscribed, I would appreciate it. You guys can find it anywhere you find your podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, John says, yes, negative inner dialogue makes you a prisoner in your own prison of the mind. So, so true. So, so true. You know, it's, it's crazy how we do something once yet. We will beat ourselves up for it multiple, multiple, multiple times. And yet, and yet, if I called my brother Jock right now and said, Jock, man, I did this thing and, um, and, uh, and man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. And, you know, if I kept doing that, Jock would sit there and say, dude, you did it once. Don't beat yourself up multiple times for it. And yet if somebody else were to tell us that we would tell them the same thing. We're like, what are you doing? Why are you beating yourself? You did it once, but we never take those same words of encouragement for ourselves. And that's one of the things I pride myself on is I tell people I'm my own best coaching client, because when I sit there and have something that's going on, I ask myself, Hey, what am I supposed to be learning from this? And then I dig into it because I know that whatever I'm supposed to be learning from it will give me tools and resources to help you guys exactly how I'm doing this right now. 
I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I did not make this a mission in my life to continually learn and grow from quote unquote mistakes, which were really learning opportunities for me to expand. Um, yes, yes, yes. Margaret says here, celebrate the wins. So important. So important. We beat ourselves up for the things that go wrong, but how many times do we really jump up and down and say, man, I had a great day today. We don't gloat. Don't, you know, again, that conditioning process that we go through when we're kids, you know, stop making your sister feel bad because she's, she's not as successful as you and she's not as pretty as you. So we're told to dim our light. How are you going to have mindset mastery when you're still walking around with those childhood beliefs that our caretakers were trying to help us with that don't not, that do not serve us. Right. So yes, you definitely got to celebrate your wins. You got to boast. You got to have confidence. I mean, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm very careful sometimes that I don't boast to sound egoic, but I'm very proud of the things I accomplished. I was just talking with somebody today. I was talking with, uh, I won't say his name, but I was talking with somebody here that's tonight. And I said, you know, what? I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of the things I accomplished and I'm stoked and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, yes. Lynn says here, yes, your self-care, um, needs to be a hundred. It's, it's so true. We're going to talk about that here in a second. And uh, Kelly says here, we teach the seven habits of my elementary school. Yeah. Ooh, that is awesome. That is surprising. Thank you so much. I want to know where you, where you teach because that's, that's one thing I'm super passionate about is giving kids some, some, some tools and some resources to really develop their life as opposed to being so focused on, you know, the square root of an isosceles triangle or something like that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to talk a little bit more about that book here in a second. Um, Kelly, let me know if you're, if you're gaining some insight and clarity on what you asked me before about, uh, your monkey brain. Um, Lisa, Ray says here, love, he says, love really, really long. So thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. Um, Kelly says, damn it. I've got to go. This is really good stuff. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you. Good night. Uh, I'm sorry you got to go, Kelly, but uh, I'm always help, happy to continue the conversation offline. Uh, it's my gift to you guys. So if any point during this conversation, if you had not had a con complimentary coaching session with myself, feel free to hit me up in the DM and I will send you my calendar. And that's my gift to you guys for being here, for being a part of the Misfits for Life family. So thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you got uh, some value out of that, Kelly. I knew you would. Um, so we'll definitely reconnect. Um, Jacqueline says here, if I do something wrong, I don't do the blame game. I take ownership of it and I stand and deal every day with whatever comes my way, makes me resilient and a strong person. Yes. Yes. Taking ownership, taking responsibility. Remember on my little graph right there, responsibility is one of the key ingredients of having a kick-ass life, of having mindset mastery. Stop blaming. Stop pointing the fucking finger at everybody. Oh, it's because of this. It's because of that. It's because of the medication I take. It's because of this. The fucking stop taking it. Stop doing it. Stop dealing with it. Stop using it as a crutch. If you want to have a kick-ass life, you got to get out of that mindset. You have to surrender. That's why I'm spending so much time on this. Um, Jock says here also as well, he says, you owe no one forgiveness but yourself and the way you can cause your own suffering. Do that and the rest of it falls into place. Yes, yes, yes. Because at the end of the day, guys, when you're about to die and pass and transition to the to the next opportunity that this, that this journey brings us, um, the only thing you're going to get to think about, did I... Did I exceed my expectations? Did I meet my expectations? Did I live the life that I truly wanted to live? Did I make the impact I wanted to make? Not, did I, did I, did I fool everybody? No, did I take care of everybody else? No, this is your life. And if I can't make this fucking clear, please understand this. This is your life, not anyone else's, not anyone else's. You don't have to do anything that you do not choose to do. Yes, you have to take care of your children, but you don't have to do their laundry every day. You don't have to, you can teach them how to cook. You can teach them how to do the dishes. You can teach them how to do the laundry. You can teach them how to get a side job. All of this have to, and all this responsibility and all this, this, this guilt and this blame and this excuses stops today ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, yes, yes. Ray says, uh, my brother bringing it raw. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it just all depends on the flow of things, how I'm feeling. And, uh, today I could have done like a, a formal masterclass, but I love the conversational aspect of, of, of going raw and scripted because, um, I may say something that really needs to be said that you night, you guys need to hear. So, um, yes. What's up Durlov? He says, good morning from India. Durlov, while you're, while you're here, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the country of India and all the people in India. I'm going to tell you guys this, my podcast is doing really, really awesome in the UK. It's doing really awesome in India. In the United States, it's kind of crazy. It's it's pretty weird. So I am bigger in India and the UK than I am here in the United States. So thank you to all my Indian friends, my brothers and my sisters. Um, so thank you for that. So thank you for being here, brother. Um, Ray says here, you should be, you earned it. Uh, it was, 
So yes, about being able to gloat and not gloat, but being able to be proud of myself, I guess is the right choice of words. And there's another thing, the language that we use on ourselves. I mean, I could go into, I could do a whole show on that. And I probably have at some point. I mean, I've been doing this show here for two Two and a half years. I think I'm on episode 140, 158 or something like that. Um, Robert says, LOL, I was just sitting here. I found something that got me so excited that I missed what that 10 p.m. sound was. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank you for tuning in, Robert. I appreciate this uh, for you being here always. John says here, or Jock says here, this is awesome, Chris. Hold that thought time for a wee dram, LOL. Uh, for those of you guys who aren't Scottish, a wee dram is a, uh, is a little slurp of the whiskey. Um, so he's having a little bit of the whiskey. Thank you, Jock. Uh, have one for me. Um, he says, uh, honorary Scotsman brother. I shall be an honorary Scotsman. Yes. I even wear a kilt one time. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, Christopher says here, random want to visit India, Nepal someday. Fuck, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go all over the world. I want to go see all the different cultures, all the different types of people, because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of this, uh, human club, we're all more the same than we are different. And uh, when we start to recognize that and we start to really center ourselves in a space of love, you know, I, I talk about this before uh, many times you can look through the lens of fear or you can look through the lens of love. And when you look through life through the lens of fear, guess what you're going to get more of? You're going to get more fear. You're going to find more scarcity. You're going to find more complacency, more mediocrity. You know, when you look at like, what if, what are they going to say this? And what are they going to, people aren't fucking thinking of you. People are worried about their own downset, their own damn selves. Can't talk tonight. You know, people are not thinking of you. And if they are thinking of you, say thank you. But what matters at the end of the day is when you're ahead, it's the pillow. Are you proud of the person that you were that day? Are you proud of the actions that you took or you that you didn't take? Maybe discipline is something that you struggle with. We're going to talk about that right now. You know, for me, when I think of, uh, let me grab, grab these other comments real quick. Uh, Darlene says, I don't think I've been on your podcast. Hmm, I will have to check it out, Christopher. You haven't been on your my podcast. You're more than welcome to come on my podcast. I would love to have you on my podcast, Darlene. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Darlene says here, listened. Um, I don't think. Um, I'm not sure what that's all about, but Darlene, yes, thank you. If you want to be on my podcast, absolutely. Uh, you're always welcome here. You're a misfit for life. Um, but the second component I want to talk about tonight is clarity. When you think about, okay, so we've surrendered the old beliefs, we surrendered the negativity, the 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 the. the God, I'm drawing a blank on the words tonight. Sorry, guys. I got I got COVID brain. Apparently, my son has COVID, so it might be going around in the house. So uh, in addition to the other brains I have, uh, my brain is like checking out on the words that I want to use tonight. Um, but when you think about having all that discipline and letting go of those, those limiting beliefs, which I was talking about, um, when you have clarity, here's the thing about clarity. A lot of people sit there and tell me, Chris, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. One of the fastest exercises you can do to figure out what it is that you want is list out everything that you don't want. Because when I ask, when I ask people what's going on and they want to bitch about something, they could tell me night and day, everything that they don't want in their life. But when you think about that, you want the opposite of what it is that you don't want in your life. And the most important aspect of figuring out what it is that you want in your life is to go to the detail of what it is. You know, people come to me like, Chris, I want to hire you because I want to lose weight. Okay. You don't want to lose. What's the deeper goal? What's the deeper goal? Uh, I want to lose weight. So I look good. Okay. So what's the deeper goal? I want to look good so I can attract a mate. Okay. So what's the deeper goal? I want to attract a mate because I want to have, you know, somebody to share my experiences with. Okay. What's the deeper meaning of that? I want to have a mate so I don't grow old by myself and I have somebody to take care of and take care of me when I get older. Okay. So what's the deeper meaning of that? I want to enjoy my entire life. Okay. So there's the goal. So what is that? What is comprised in having that? You got to have, you got to have, have clarity. You have to have clarity of what it is that you want in your life. And you guys have heard me talk about the legacy aspect of, 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 you know, building that, that, that vision of who you aspire to be every single day. But when you think about, you know, that clarity of being able to do that, you think about, for me, it's knowing my why and my why keeps shifting. But when you know what your why is, then you find your how. So for me, my why is that I want to live a long, healthy life and be there for my son. My goal is to see him have kids and to be there and to be the grandfather to him. I'm 52 years old, I'll be 53 years old, actually later this month. My son is five. You do the math. So when I set my intentions for what it is I'm doing in my life, I take great care now more than ever to think about my mental health, my physical health, and my spiritual health. Going back to the, the self-help fluffy bullshit that we were talking about before. My brother Jock has been instrumental in helping me this. Lee, Scott, all the different people, the beautiful people I have in my life, Tara, they're helping me with that spiritual side because you got to have a, a balance in, in your perspective. You have, a, have to have a balance in your perspective. I'm not saying that I'm going to go out there and become a nun. And I'm not going to have fun and party and stuff like that because that's still a part of who I am. But when I think about the clarity of the vision of that I want, 
It allows me to ask myself those questions when I'm about to do something that is not congruent with that clarity. Is this getting me closer to or further from my stated goal? Okay, I'm about to do this. Okay, is this going to cause me permanent repercussions on that that vision of what I have? No. Okay, then I can go ahead and enjoy myself. Is this is this potentially going to be something that's going to be a downward spiral for me that may derail me from my focus and my clarity? Maybe. The, for me, that's alcohol. Uh, I do much better at it than I've ever done before in my life. But I know, like right now, I'm not drinking. I know when I go back to drinking, most of the time I go back to drinking socially and just every once in a while. But every once in a while, I do get in a, in a period where I will drink heavily for two or three months. I'll still get everything else done. Everything will be great, but it won't be as good as it would have been had I not been uh, distracting myself with those little short-term gratifications. So as I come out of these situations now, I have to re reconnect myself with my purpose to say, the clarity is this. Do I really want to risk getting liver cancer or, or anything else that might jeopardize that clarity of the vision that I have for the future? No, I'm not going to do that. And by the way, what am I really going to get out of that experience? A couple of drinks is great, but when you start doing it successively, and for me, I just like to relax. But again, that is not getting me closer to my stated goals if I'm doing it continuously. So I have to put myself on check. And again, it goes that back to the, the responsibility and the accountability to ourselves. When you have that, when you have that mindset mastery and you call yourself out of those situations, there is a level of respect. There is a level of respect and integrity that you get from making those decisions that is electrifying. And I will tell you this, when I did 75 hard last year, I did it in June. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's a mindset workout program. I'm not going to go into the details because I realize I've already been talking for 45 minutes. But when I started doing that and I started keeping those promises to myself that were uncomfortable and hard and challenging and I didn't want to do it, I was in pain or whatever it is. When I did it, the sense of accomplishment, the sense of self-respect and love that I had for myself, whoo, really gave me the belief that there's there isn't anything that I can't achieve. There isn't anything that I can't go out there and, and go after if my clarity and my commitment is at 100%. So that's what you got to ask for yourself. When you're thinking about your mindset mastery, how committed am I to this? I was just going through this with a coaching client of mine. We were talking about some of the goals that she wants, that she set for, for here in 2022. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being absolute non-negotiable, how committed to this are you? And she said 10. And I said, okay, because you said 10, I'm going to ask you questions and I'm going to hold you accountable to a scale of 10. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Sure enough, within the first couple of weeks, started asking her some questions. She's like, oh, this and oh, this. I'm like, okay. I said, you told me your, 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 your level of commitment was a 10. You're acting as though your, your level of commitment is a six. So that, 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 that gap is going to wind up in a loss of confidence. Oh, there I go again. I never keep my promises. Oh, I should just give up. I'm never going to be able to do that. Then you go to your short-term gratifications. You go around that cycle again. And until you decide to try to break out of that cycle again, or mother nature slaps the shit out of you with something that you need to address, you won't change. So again, you got to have that clarity about how committed you are to something. And I'm not saying that everything has to be a 10. If you're not committed to it on a 10, then don't be committed to it on a 10. Say, I'm going to be an eight. For me, I'm an eight. You know, I do really, really well. I do probably great six days a week. One day a week, I like to go fucking crazy. It's good. That's that works for me. Everything else stays the same. So thinking about your clarity level, thinking about what it is that you're that you're really committed to. Um, you know, ask yourself this question when you're when you're when you're thinking about, you know, if you're if you're struggling with clarity, who is it that I need to become in order to achieve what I don't have now? Who, what kind of mindset do I need to have? What kind of, who would I be? Here's another question you can ask yourself. Who would I be if I already had everything that I already wanted? How much confidence would I have? How much clarity would I have? How would I feel about going into my day? Would I feel uh, trepidation? Would I feel insecurity? Or would I feel confident that I'm going to get this? And I use this on my myself. I don't even call it a trick. I call it a tool. I sit there and I, when I find myself in periods of, 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 um, you know, wondering like, okay, is this going to happen? Speculation, just kind of like, you know, feeling, feeling a little bit, um, you know, um, not, uh, not overwhelmed. Geez, I'm really not coming with my words tonight. When I start feeling that, that hesitancy, that things aren't working in my favor, I sit there and I say, you know, how would I feel if I already had, if this already happened? And I put myself in that frame of mind. I'm like, here's how I would act. And then I start acting as if, and guess what? Things start happening again. And so it's really a matter of who do I need to become? Who do I want? Who do I aspire to be? And if you have a mentor, if you have a hero in your life that, that inspires you, think about that in terms of, in your brain, like would Dana be proud of me right now? Or what would Dana say right now? Or what would Chris, you could use me. What would Christopher Rouse say? I know people say that, like, oh, Chris, you popped into my head today. 
because I came up with an excuse and I heard no excuses coach. So who do I need to become today in order to have that clarity, to be able to surrender some of that stuff and have that commitment and have that discipline to be able to achieve that kick-ass life. Like I showed you before. And if you guys are just joining us, uh, at the beginning of this, I showed some graphs, um, to kind of just kick off the conversation tonight. Um, and, um, Let's see. Uh, John, John says here, or Jock says, spirituality is not a religion. Absolutely. I believe it. Uh, Margaret says here, I call it my future self. Yes. Yes. Who do I need to become? Who am I becoming right in this point? And a part of that, again, goes back to releasing some of the people in our lives that no longer serve that person who we are becoming. And that is super, super important. And I don't want you guys to feel bad for that because people will come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And when you recognize that you can say with appreciation and gratitude, I'm glad that person came into my life and taught me those things. And I wish them well, I don't any and nothing negative, but I'm going to continue doing what I'm going to do because I've had people in my life who have said, Oh, why are you going to do this? And why are you going to do that? Oh, that's stupid, Chris. I'm like, I'm doing what excites me. And I want to have people in my, in my team who say, Chris, you could do that and you can do more. That's why I surround myself with all you beautiful people. You know, that's why I have mentors. That's why I have Jock in my life and, and Walt and, and Tara and all these beautiful people who help me recognize and help me stay on track with who it is that I'm becoming like, Hey, Chris, you, you got more than that in the, in the tank, you know, come on. And, uh, and, and providing those opportunities for me. So surround yourself with amazing people and you will, you will really truly develop that mindset mastery. And, um, and Andrew says here, your best self catering to self. Yes, yes, yes. We were actually talking about that last night in the clubhouse room. We were talking about, you know, serving your higher self and, and being able to take that responsibility, um, which is truly the key is, is recognizing where it is that you're at. And, you know, when I think about the last component of that, I want to talk about tonight in that mindset mastery, we touched on it a little bit, but the discipline factor. Right. So we've talked about being able to surrender and relinquish old behaviors and patterns and limiting beliefs that no longer serve us, having the clarity of knowing what our why is, where we're going, who we're becoming, who we're surrounding ourselves with, having that leverage to be able to ask ourselves questions. Is this getting me closer to or further from my stated goal? And then that last component that I really want to drive home tonight is that discipline factor. And like I mentioned, when I did 75 hard, that teaches you discipline. You know, because a lot of times I will hear the excuse, oh, Chris, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like I'm not a morning person. I don't, I, I just didn't feel like writing today. I didn't feel like doing these things. When you're in those situations, when you need to have discipline, it's not a matter if you feel like it, ask yourself, do I feel like having the results? Think about that. I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm tired. It's cold outside. I don't feel like working out. Do I feel like the results? Go. Go do that. Just remind yourself why it is that you're doing it. Not the what that you're doing, but the why that you're doing it. I'm going to the gym to make my body stronger. I'm going to the gym to give myself more oxygen so that I can feel more alive and more alert because when I go back and I'm going to work on this project, I'm going to crush this project. Why am I working out? Because I'm loving myself, right? We want the results, but sometimes we don't want to go through that hard work or that pain or anything else. You know, Mel Robbins talks about in her book, the five second rule, five, four, three, two, one, go do it go do it, go serve yourself. When you think about the excuses um, of that, you know, like, oh, I have to go do this or I have to go do that. Again, when you have the discipline, you can sit there and say, no, I don't have to do that. I get to do that. Or maybe that's no longer serving my greater interest because here's the other thing we have. It's called sunk cost bias. So we've sit there and committed to a goal that maybe we had 10 years ago and we're still striving for that goal. But maybe that goal is no longer a part of who we are, but we have the sunk cost bias that says, I still have to go for this. I said I was going to do this and we, we never give up or we never let it go. Guys, I'm 52 years old. My goals and my aspirations and my thoughts on ego and accomplishment and, and validation, all that stuff has changed so many times over the years. I'm in a spot now where I'm I'm quite comfortable. I'm quite happy with the mindset that I have uh, about my discipline because I know what's important to me and I know the reasons why. And I know the people that I've surrounded myself with would, would, would always want me to hold myself to a higher caliber, a higher bar to achieve those things. And we need those people in our life. Like I talked about before, you know, having your team, having those people in your life that are able to call you out on your ship, be there to, to promote you and to ask you those questions when maybe you're not feeling so much like answering them. That's an important aspect as well. Um, you know, and, and when I think about discipline, one of the, one of the biggest things that I find that people lack in is the discipline of self-love, right? When you think about what are the components, what are the basic components of making sure that we are operating from a standpoint where we're able to do these things, right? I'm not going to be in my best shape if I'm not getting the proper amount of sleep. I'm not going to be in the best shape of mind. Um, if I'm not nourishing myself, I'm not going to be in the best shape of mind if I'm not hydrating myself. So when you think about those things, hydration, sleep, nourishment, here's the thing I've done for so many people, and this is free. This is, I'm not going to charge you guys for this. 
Make sure you get quality sleep. I'm not telling you to get eight hours, but I'm telling you to get quality sleep. I bought this thing. It's called an aura ring. It actually tells me my sleep. It tells me my deep sleep, my REM sleep, um, amount of sleep, what, how long it took me to go to sleep. And so I get a sleep score every single day. So I know the things that, that promote a healthy sleeping score. And I know the things that don't. So when I'm in those moments, when I'm thinking about, okay, tomorrow I've got a lot of stuff to accomplish. I can make those proactive decisions today to say, listen, I got a great day tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure I'm hydrated today. I'm going to get a little bit extra sleep tonight. I'm going to meditate. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get some, some really good nourishing food. And people sit there and tell me the other excuse. Well, I don't have time, Chris. I don't have time to go work out. I don't have time to replan my, my meals. I don't have time for all that stuff. And I sit there and I ask them this, are you going to have time later on in your life to go to the to go to the CVS and go to the Walgreens to pick up all your medications? Are you going to have time later to put all your medications in their little pill boxes? Are you going to have time later to realize what it is that you're regretting about the life and the, ch and the choices you didn't make back when you can make them? Come on. You know, it's all about being resourceful. And that's one of the things you have to get really serious about because when you, when you, when you let go of the shit that's holding you back, when you get the clarity of where it is that you're going, you start calling yourself out on those, those stupid excuses. Like, what do I need to do? What do I need to, to, to do in order to plan proactively so that I have healthy meetings, health, healthy meals, uh, when I'm ready to go, what do I need to do? If I'm not a morning person, get the fuck up in the morning and just go right? I sit there and talk about, you know, people don't want to have the time and everything, but later on in life, do you want to be, you know, going to doctor's appointments and going to hospitals and doing all that other shit when you could have made the time now? Cause you're going to have to find the time one way or another, and you're going to have to find the investment one way or another. Right now you can invest with monetary resources and get a coach and get a mentor or go get a therapist or do something, go take a class, or you can pay later. And the, the pay later part is not with money. The pay later part is with regret. Because listen, ladies and gentlemen, here's the truth. Here's the truth. We're all getting older and time is flying by. Time is flying by. When you think about the last 10 years, oh my God, how fast the last 10 years went. How fast are the next 10 years going to go? What types of decisions are you willing to commit to today in order to have the tomorrow where you don't have those regrets? That's what I specialize in. That's why you see all my social media posts, no regrets. That's my leverage. When you think about this overall conversation tonight, it's about leverage. It's about leverage. Who do you want to be or who do you not want to be? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you don't want to remember for? Whatever it might be for you. For me, every single day I wake up with the intention that my words and my actions are going to make this world a better place for who I am and what I do. That I'm going to leave behind a legacy that my son and my family will be proud of for years to come. The fame and, and notoriety and all the other stuff that I, that, I, that, I, that I was very passionate about, I didn't want to be forgotten. We're all going to be forgotten. If you go ask any 12-year-old kid right now, who's Michael Jackson? They probably don't know. I just, I, I read this recently that they, they did some sort of survey, like who's Michael Jackson, who's Madonna, you know, they don't know any of these people and they're famous. So when you think about the things that we hold on to in our life, oh, I don't want to be forgotten. Don't be forgotten by the right people. Don't be forgotten by the right people and make sure most of all that when you go to bed at night, you don't have any regrets. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have any misgivings about the chances and the risks that you didn't take. Because if you haven't heard me talk about it before, Steve Harvey, the video jump, right? Two minutes, two minutes. We're always comparing ourselves. Oh, they're doing this and they're doing this and they're buying that and they're going here and they're doing this and they seem so happy and they seem like they have it all together. They jumped. They jumped. They went after their dreams. They're taking the risks. They're mortgaging their houses. They're doing everything they have to do to make their dreams come true. They jumped. And he talks about that in this video. He goes, when you jump, your parachute's not going to open right away. Your back's going to get scraped up on the walls. You're going to be like, what the hell did I do? But your parachute will eventually open. But here's the thing that got me. Summer of 2019, my coach had me watch this video while she was on a Zoom call with me. If you don't jump, your parachute will never open. And that is a regretful life. And I've had the experience, not just, not just in the book, not just in the book, but I have talked to people physically in uh, nursing homes, skilled nursing facilities when my mom was sick. And I asked them those questions before I even knew about that book. I'm like, if you could go back and live your life over again, what would you do differently? Every time I would go back and live the life that I wanted to live. I would have gone back and taken the chances that I, that I should have taken. I wouldn't have listened to all the naysayers. I would have left these people in the, all these things. And I could see the hurt and the pain in their eyes. We don't get second chances in this life, guys. This is it. This is as young as we're ever going to be. Take advantage of this. Live your life now. Stop existing in it. Stop playing the someday game. Hold yourself accountable. Get around the right people. Be able to surrender a lot of those negative beliefs, all, all those stupid excuses. 
get clarity on where, where you're going and who you're becoming. So that when you wake up in the morning, you set that map, you set that map. This is who I'm becoming. This is where I'm growing to. And you don't deviate from that. And every single day you get a little bit stronger, that compound interest, you get a little bit wiser and you get into a place of flow where it becomes natural. It no longer becomes work. Yeah. There becomes challenges every once in a while. That's why I do 75 hard. I did 75 hard last year. Like I said, okay, I need a challenge right now. Kind of getting complacent. So I did it in the middle of summer. Again, no drinking, two exercise, two workouts a day, all that other stuff. It was amazing for myself. So I have tools that I know when I'm starting to slip, Chris, you need to do 75 hard. Chris, you need to do something else. What is that going to be for you? What is that going to be for you guys? I am here for you. I don't want to go on too much longer because I try to keep these to an hour. Um, but uh, I really, truly hope you have gained value out of this 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 time together tonight because mindset mastery is, is, a, is a massively important conversation to have. And it's something you can't do in just an hour. So you will be seeing me offering a class on this. Maybe we'll do like a, a two or three hour masterclass or something like that. We can dive into some of this stuff and do some exercises together. If you're interested in that, please uh, ping, ping me or put a comment here. Let me know if you're interested in that. I would love to teach that. Uh, I would like to keep that at a, as a small group and just do just do an intimate uh, kind of group session, uh, maybe on a Saturday afternoon or something like that and see what we can do. So um, with that, let me capture a couple of these comments. Robert says, you are going to the gym to also develop discipline and to be the one of the tough guys that used to want to kill you, now want to be your friend when they all get drunk. <laughs> yeah, Robert, I've, I've experienced some of that. Uh, Jock says here as well, he says, I have studied spirituality since I was a young boy and my knowledge changes with every lesson. Constant change brings greater growth. Couldn't have said it my, better myself, man. It really is. So what is it going to be for you from this conversation tonight, whether you're listening live or on the replay, what are like three steps that you can implement starting tomorrow that you can do that will, that will work and serve in your best interest, in your greatest interest? What are those things going to do? I keep sticky notes in front of me all the time. So take it and write it down, put it on your computer monitor, put it on your dashboard, put it wherever you need to see it and really take, take an opportunity to say, listen, I love myself. And I know that irregardless of whatever it is that I've been through has prepared me for this moment right now. And just have the trust and the faith and the belief that as you step into those situations, like you've stepped into every other situation in your life, that you will get through it and have that perspective, have that mindset, not to be fearful of it, not to want to get it over, but instead, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What else can I take from this? What else can I gain from this? How can I help other people through this? What other additional activities can I do to get myself through this? Because as you look back on your life, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to appreciate the good times. Yes, but you're going to look back on all those rough times. And you're going to go, man, it made, made me the person I am today. And I want that for you guys. I want you guys to step out of that victim zone. I want you to step out of the, the circle of uh, the cycle of, of idiocracy where we sit there and we hope, wish, and pray thinking that tomorrow's going to be another day when we really don't put the effort into it. So I'm here as a resource every single week here on the Ron and Scripted Show, the unfiltered experience as your coach uh, with so many other things we have going on here in the Ron and Scripted world, uh, the clubhouse rooms that we do as well. So that's my vision. That's my mission for you guys. I really, truly hope that this conversation tonight has inspired you to think a little bit differently about your past, present, and your future, reshaped your perspectives on that, and hopefully redirected your expectations to really realize that when you commit to something and you commit to that mindset mastery, like I said before, it becomes infectious. It becomes like a drug of what it is that you can accomplish. And again, I just want to share a couple of last books with you. Uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers, an amazing book that has helped me through my process in my life. Because listen, guys, I'm just like you. I just keep going through it and I keep learning from it. And I keep going, come on, let's do this. Let's do this. So this was a great book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Um, you guys have heard me talk about this one multiple times, man search for meaning by Viktor Frankl, massive book and, and, and really discovering that nobody can make you think anything, that it's all your responsibility up here and what you think and what you do. For those of you guys who say you're not morning people, Robin Sharma, the 5am club, right? Uh, own your morning, elevate your life, right? You think about that. When you start the day, you spend the first hour of the day doing a little bit of journaling mindset, uh, meditation, working out. Um, whatever it might be for you, you spend that first hour of the day and you set the intention and you live in a state of gratitude. Imagine what you can accomplish. Imagine. And the final book I want to show you guys tonight, 
has been profound in my life, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about there the different zones that we operate in, our zone of greatness, our zone of excellence, the zone of genius. And it talks about we have these upper limit problems that we create for ourselves. And then we have to we have to crash through those upper limit problems to get to our zone of genius. I know for me, when I was in my corporate life, the corporate situation, leadership and all that stuff, my zone of excellence, right? And when you think of zone of excellence, that's great. That's great. Excellent. You know, most people are just good, barely good. Excellence. That's great. Where's your zone of genius, right? Having, having the ability, having the awareness, having the balls to sit there and go, I'm going for it. I'm going for my dreams. I am going for, it. I'm going to risk it all to go out there. You know, it's an amazing book really that talks about those upper limit problems and being able to, to, to rewire some of the beliefs that we were just talking about tonight. So, um, those are just some of the books. I mean, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books because I've invested in myself and I continue to invest in myself, both with the books and the courses and the, and the mentors and the coaches that I have, because I'm committed to really truly living this life as much as I possibly can while also at the same time enjoying it. And that's what I want for you guys. I love you guys. Um, stay kick-ass, stay classy. Thank you for sticking in with me. Um, and, um, yeah. Anything else do I have? Um, one other thing I just want to remind you back guys of again, I'm a huge supporter of helphealhumanity.org. I'm on the board of directors right now. We are recruiting for a treasurer here on the USA board. So if you know of anybody who's a treasurer who would like to be aligned with an amazing organization, nonprofit organization, helphealhumanity.org, go check it out. Uh, ping me. There's a couple other positions that we are hiring for uh, non-paid of course, uh, to be a part of this amazing organization. So I would love for you guys to, uh, to do that. And then of course, uh, the podcast, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. You can find out about my podcast shows. Just go to my website, ChristopherAsh.com forward slash podcast dash shows. You can see them all there and you can subscribe. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for spending your time with us. Uh, Andrew says here, uh, go to bed with a positive thing that you did today. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Andrew says here, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Big time. Um, I love each and every one of you. You guys are my misfits for life. Next week we have, who do we have up on next week for the show? Let me see if I can figure that out real quick. Um, just to let you guys know the show next week, we have Brian Wright. All right. We're going to have Brian Wright on the show next week. That's an amazing, he's the, he's the creator of success strategies and whatnot. So it's going to be a great conversation. Again, let me know what I can do to serve you, uh, as a, as a, as appreciation for you watching the show and listening to it all the way through the end. If you haven't had a complimentary coaching session with me, ping me, I'll send you my calendar. We'll make it happen. That's my gift to you because I want to see you guys successful and let's just make this world a better place for who we are and what we do. All right. We'll see you next time. We're on and scripted. I love you guys. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>